This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host, he's back, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. Good to be with you. Looking forward to today. Yeah, you've been talking about this one for a while. So, you know, every once in a while on this show, we get a chance to talk to guys that that we enjoy watching play. And for for me, or coach, for me, Dick Bennett. You know, I was just telling somebody this. He coached basketball coach at Wisconsin UWGB. I was a big fan of his. And as a basketball coach, I watched every tape he ever made. If I sat on the line, up the line defensively, and the defense drill one more time, I was going to have a player scream at me, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. So when we had him on, that was a big deal for me. The other part is I'm a big Pittsburgh Steeler fan. So Tunch Ilkin, I, I mean, that was great for me. Mm-hmm. And when when you talked about Landry Jones, your eyes light, lit up like a little kid in a candy store. Bo- Oklahoma Boomer, quarterback, Boomer Sooner, baby. Boomer Sooner. <laughs> man, we are so blessed today to have this young man join us. Um, Landry Jones, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. How are you today? Oh, man, I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing good. I look. If you knew Pastor the way I know Pastor, I know when he gets excited about something, and and the chance to fellowship and spend some time with you. Um, he he was a huge fan of yours when you were playing over at Oklahoma. Absolutely. Oh man, a- it's abso- always better to have fans than have people hate you. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the ones that want to follow you home after a bad game or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. No, I've had I- parents do that to me as a coach, Landry. I've had parents want to follow me home after the game. Wait, that was Pastor Ken Keltner. That's who that was. <laughs> That's, ter- That's terrible, Mike. That's yeah, terrible. I coached all of his sons, and 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 Landry, I got to tell you, coaching your pastor's sons is a blessing, but it could be a little bit of a curse because he's my friend, and he's a parent of one of the kids I'm coaching. So when he would come after the game to say something to me, I'd have to identify quickly who I was talking to. Am I talking to my friend? Because I'm going to tell you to get away from me if you're my friend. And if you're the parent, you don't call me till tomorrow. And if you're my pastor, yes, sir, how you doing today, sir? So yeah. I always had to identify who I was talking to. He's hilarious. Uh, my, I wanted my boys playing for Mike. Uh, the investment he made in their life is tremendous. But, uh, you know, later, I think I think my cousin's son, he was an offensive lineman for K-State. I think his name was Andy Eby. I believe that he was playing for K-State when you were, you know, obviously with the the Sooners. And I remember they would say to me, hey, man, come on now, this is blood, you know. And I go, hey, 
No, 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 no. Andy, I'll root for you any other time. But, man, when you're playing Oklahoma, it's Boomer Sooner. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. you gotta stay, got to stay loyal to your team. Oh, I, hey, I've been loyal to to the, the point that uh, if Oklahoma – like the, the, the last Rose Bowl, uh, we have a fellow young guy in our church who just came from – he's in the military. He's a Marine recruiter, and he's here, and he's wearing his Georgia Bulldog shirt around. I go, come on, man. And yeah. so the other day he came up to me right before a Bible study and he said, hey, you know what I watched last night? And I go, what? He goes, I, they're, they're showing some of the most exciting games of 2017. I watched the Rose Bowl. I go, get out. Get I out. I don't even yeah. want to hear he, it. I hope he, yeah, I hope he kicked them out. Yeah, you know, he's no longer part of the church, in fact. That's, that's how serious Pastor takes his Boomer Sooner stuff. Hey, Landry, um, before we get into kind of your history and where you grew up and, and how you chose Oklahoma, can we talk a little bit? We, we, we got a chance to watch a video, um, and I'm going to recommend people see it. Um, it's IamSecond.com, and, and go to Landry Jones. It was interesting to watch that five- or six-minute video, um, and, and you talking a little bit about your days in, in high school and how you kind of had everything by the tail at that point. Um, where did you grow up? What high school did you go to? Uh, I grew up in New Mexico, a um, small town called Artesia, and, um, well, there was only one option for the high school, so that was Artesia High. And you played basketball and football, correct? I played, yeah, I played basketball and football, um, and then in the spring, I mean, just to take it easy a little bit, I ran, I quotation marks ran track <laughs> so you hung out yeah you either had to participate or go home and work right that's what a lot Dude. of these guys look i'll run track but i don't want to go work at that grocery store yeah so sure. what, what what position did you play in basketball landry um i was like a i mean i was like the tallest guy in high school so i was like the i was the power forward i played the four spot okay man i, I like i'd love to have a quarterback play in the four spot that's most of the quarterbacks I've ever coached all think they're either a point guard or a shooting guard. Now, I coached basketball a long time, Landry, and those quarterbacks all they're like, Coach, man, I can shoot the ball. You know, you can't, but I'm wide open. Well, you're open for a reason. They scouted yeah. us, so they know you can't shoot the ball. Yeah, exactly. Did, did you have some offers to, to go on and play basketball at the next level? No, I mean, I mean, some interest, but it was small, small schools, so I wasn't. That wasn't gonna be that wasn't gonna be my sport. I saw that you you had what two state championships uh, there uh, at the high school. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my junior, uh, my junior and senior year. Yeah. Man, so when when you walked down, when you got into high school, Landry, did you know were you playing? You were a quarterback all through youth football and everything. Yeah. So like our high school, oh well, our actually our our school like that program was really really awesome. So. Um, we could only play one way and you only played one way from seventh grade until high school and everybody like, so seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, they were all running the uh, exact same system. So I'd been running the exact same system that I was going to be running in high school since I was in seventh grade, which was pretty cool. Boy, the the schools up here, uh, you know, everybody tries to two platoon if they can't. And, you know, I had I do a high school uh, football coaches show on the radio, and, and my co-host is a guy named Joe Cook. He's now um, coaching high school football in Texas. And his deal to me was, look, 
if I if I can two platoon, that means I've I've got twenty two starters, and then I've got another twenty two that are one play away, so they're fully engaged in everything we're doing. Now I got forty four guys on my roster that are fully engaged every day at practice, knowing they're either going to start or they're one play away. And he said, look, by at the end of the year, when we're playing against teams that are having some of their best players go both ways, by the end of the year, they're tired and dinged up, and our guys are still pretty fresh. And he won some state championships here in the state of Wisconsin and got an offer to go down and, and coach high school football in Texas. And uh, that was his dream, and, and he's he's uh, he's doing that now. But I, I think obviously it, it was successful for your high school coaches to do it that way. Yeah, they've had. I mean, shoot, they've had a ton of success down there, and I, I they just did they just did it really well. Our high school coach, Coach uh, Cooper Henderson, was just an awesome, awesome man, and he just had a vision for what he wanted to do, and um, was able to delegate and get people on board. Well, that's awesome. Hey, Pittsburgh, I got to tell you, one of my favorite cities to go to is Pittsburgh. I think it's it's just a it's a lot like Milwaukee, but it's it's really pretty and there's a, a lot of similarities to the people in Pittsburgh to the people in Milwaukee. You know, they're good-hearted people, they're hard workers, they're family people, and they love their football. Oh, man, absolutely. Yeah, Pittsburgh is crazy about I mean, Pittsburgh is crazy about their sports, just in general. Um, you know, so they follow the hockey team, the baseball team, the football team, and man, they're 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 amazing fans. Now, you've been in Pittsburgh the whole time since uh, you left Oklahoma, correct? Yeah, this will be my uh, sixth year in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's awesome! Hey, when when uh, I was working for a sports marketing company years ago, um, we did some programs with the Packers and the Bears. And the Packers invited me to go on the team plane for a Monday night game in Pittsburgh. This was years ago. And I, I, I'm i telling you, I've never seen anything like it. You guys travel well, man. <laughs> a lot of food. Yeah, crazy, right? Never go through the airport. Um, the, the Cordell Stewart had a big game, in the, and Steelers beat the Packers that night. And Ron Wolf was not happy. Holmgren was really not happy. And it was during <laughs> the Brett Favre, uh, Reggie White team. And man, the, the the flight home was really quiet. There was not a lot oh, of talking sure. going on. It was. Yeah, I fell in love with the. I fell in love with that city. By the way, yeah, it's a great spot, man. I mean, the food there is unbelievable too. They got some good food spots there. Yeah, some great food spots. We uh we got to the game early. Um, it was my boss and I. And people tailgate, and I had my Packer hat on. And these guys are like, hey, Packer boy, you're going to get your butt beat tonight. Come over here. Have a hammer. Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> then the next guy, hey, Packer, you guys stink, man. You want a soda or something? <laughs> yeah, I want a soda. And I'd go over, and it was like being in Green Bay to me. Um, the bridges are beautiful. I, I sold it really hard to my family how beautiful Pittsburgh was. And I got a chance to take my son for an AAU tournament there. And from the airport, we're driving. He said, you may have oversold this a little bit. I said, wait till we go through the tunnel. You get through the tunnel and the three bridges are, it's just, it's these yellow bridges popping. It's really, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. Hey, when when you were, just before we get to a break, when you were in high school, um, how did you choose Oklahoma? How, what was that decision process like? Um, so I was like, I was semi uh, recruited highly, so I had some offers 
mostly from uh, back then. I mean, geez, it was the Pac, it was the Pac-10. Um, had some offers from the Pac-10, um, some schools from the Big 12, like one or two schools from the SEC that were kind of interested but hadn't hadn't shown me any offers or anything like that. And then um, once Oklahoma kind of rolled into the picture, that was really it for me. You know, I mean, they great program. They won all the time. And um, I already had some ties to uh, the school with my family um, being from there originally and had, had a cousin that was up there that I was really close with and he was going to go there. And so at that point, I was just like, shoot, I mean, all things are kind of leading that way. Mm-hmm. Well, did did uh, did Coach Stoops or just one of the staff come out and watch you in New Mexico, or did they just hear about you and say, "Hey, we want you"? Um, Coach Stoops had had come to one of our practices, I think during like spring ball, um, and I think it was it might have been after that or right before that that they had just offered me. So I, I I'm not real I don't really remember. Um, the exact timing of of everything but i know that he came out and um at that time uh coach heifel and uh kevin wilson mm-hmm. were, were still um with the sooners and those those were kind of the three guys that i really talked to the most hey we're going to get to a break other side of the break we'll continue our conversation he is landry jones he is a uh, quarterback with the pittsburgh steelers and pastors making me say this each time former quarterback with the Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer Sooner. Yeah, he wanted me to play the theme song and all that. We're not doing that. This is a faith, faith-based faith show. We are not going that far. We'll get back and talk to Landry on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. You're funny today. (laughs) You are. You are. You're hanging around me too much. You are hanging around because you're ripping me the way I normally rip you. Hey, it's all all fun. Our special guest, he is uh, currently quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers and former Oklahoma Sooner. He's Landry Jones. Landry, how'd you get that first name? Oh, man. If you're if you're a Packer or or I, I guess you since you're a Steelers fan you might hate me. My dad was the biggest Cowboy fan there ever was, and well, I was right. I was right behind Tom him. Landry. I was right behind him. What's that? I was right behind <laughs> Landry's dad as a big Cowboy fan <laughs> because of oh, who? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he never swore Tom Landry. No, did you know no, that? I do know. <laughs> I, do, I, I do know that he's making fun of me, but I'm telling you. <laughs> That guy was a real deal, and that's and and I I remember I was watching a game and they said that's how you got your name you got Landry yep. from Tom Landry, man that's that's awesome. Hey, let's talk a little bit about um, again. I watched the video and and I would recommend to our listeners and I didn't know about this this website. I am second dot com, 
And uh, there was a five-minute video with Landry Jones, and he talked about, you know, in high school he had a lot of success uh, on, on, on the court, on the field, and he made a comment in that video that, that I wanted to uh, use as our jumping off point because he said, look, I, I had everything I needed. I didn't think I needed Christ. And, it, you know, we talk to guys, and, and that happens a lot with guys that are, you know, going through some of the stuff that you were going through with the kind of success that, that they were having, Landry. And, and, you know, there comes a time where you go, hold on a second. We had Daryl Strawberry on, and he said, look, I, I had everything I ever thought I wanted. I had all the money I needed. I had the houses, the cars. I had girls everywhere. I had the drugs. And I, was still, I still wasn't happy. How could that be? This is everything I always wanted. And and now he's, you know, Pastor Daryl Strawberry and he's helping people with addiction problems. And so when I listened to that video, um, you know, I, I I I could just kind of see the pain a little bit that that early on that where you thought, man, I have everything I, I need. So if if we can, let's kind of start with that part of your life. Um, just like the high school portion? Yeah, because that, that video, I'll tell you, it, it jumped off. To, I've watched it three times now. And when you said, look, I didn't I didn't need anybody else, I, I didn't think, until you know, I, I had everybody slapping me on the back telling me how good I was, I was going to go to the NFL. And at that point in my life, I didn't think I needed Christ. And, and it's it's amazing that when, when that door, you know, when, when you realize, okay, I actually do need him and, and I need his help. But at that point in your life, when you're in high school, even growing up in a Christian home wasn't something that uh, that you thought you needed, correct? Yeah, it was just a. It's just a weird like. Looking back on it, it's always just like, oh man, I can't believe I was actually that person, um, you know. And so, like, whenever I was in high school, it's one of those things that old saying that I didn't know what I didn't know, and just because of the success I had. Ex- experience and and kind of the culture around my city so the city was like built around it felt like the city was built around high school i mean there wasn't a whole bunch a whole bunch to do there and so whenever it was friday night i mean the city would shut down and everybody would would go to the game and that was kind of um it was really cultural to to um love high school football and so whenever i was growing up there that was what like i that was like placed in front of me as a big like accomplishment and so whenever I was I was there and I was doing it um I would still go to church I would I would go to youth group all that type of stuff but it was just kind of falling on dead ears because I'd never really gone through anything difficult or or had um I guess at that point in time my identity taken away from me and and it wasn't until college when I wasn't playing I wasn't the most popular guy in school. I wasn't hanging out with all the pretty girls. I wasn't going to all the parties and all those things when I, I it like made me take a step back and be like, dang, who, who am I? What am I about? Because I'm like miserable right now. And when I should be really thankful and happy in, in all respects of, of how my life was going. I mean, I was getting my school paid for, I was on, a really successful team. I mean, geez, we went to the national championship my freshman year, but I was miserable. I just didn't want to play anymore. I mean, I I wouldn't say that I was like suicidal or anything like that, but it was one of those things where it was just like, eh, I cannot live, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's crazy that without your foundation in Christ, you can get yourself into crazy scenarios. 
And so, um, Landry, your folks, uh, I I think I read you you grew up in a Christian home. What what was your church background? Um, So my uh, parents uh, were were Christians, and my parents took us to uh, this place called First Baptist Church of Artesia. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, it was an awesome church. I mean, the youth group was great. We had some great youth pastors at the at the time, you know, and so. it was just a really, really good place to good place to be, and I just I don't think I ever really took it for granted because most of my like I said in that in that part of the world it's it's pretty cultural to to go to church and to have all your buddies going to youth group with you, and so I didn't really think one thing about it until like I said whenever I left. Yeah. Well, so was it? It sounds like it was back there when you were in church, youth group, and all that you had made a decision to trust the Lord. And then, it, as far as your growth in your Christian life, that might might have not been that strong. And then when you got to to Oklahoma and you didn't play that first year, that's when it kind of you started to tank. Yeah, it was like during like my. I mean, elementary to going on through high school, church was just kind of something that you did. And God was just, God was a a real, I wouldn't say I ever didn't believe in God, but he just wasn't like, he wasn't my, my father and Jesus Christ wasn't my savior in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, he was Mm -hmm. just someone that was real, but I had no connection or ties to him. You know, I, mm. if, if you would ask me, like, hey, do you believe that God is God and that Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins? And if you believe in him, you'll go to heaven. I would have been like, absolutely, there's no question about that. But oh, okay. the fruit of actually living a life of chasing after him just wasn't wasn't a part of me until, like I said, I went through that time I, in my fr- that, those first two semesters of my freshman year that I had to take a step back and really think about what I want to do and who I want to be. Okay. So, yeah. So then, so then it was, you were in church and, but it was that freshman year when you came to Christ because you kind of, I mean, the Lord put you in a position to, to look to him and to look to his son as your savior then, right? Yeah. So like that, that first, when I got to college, that my freshman year, all of like, who I was was basically stripped away, and, uh, and then I tried to fill it with. I tried to fill it with alcohol. I tried to fill it with girls. I tried to fill it with with friends, and there was just that old saying of like, "Oh, there's just this void inside of me, and I'm miserable and unhappy." I just couldn't. I just couldn't get out of that state, regardless of of any good thing that was coming my way. Of where I was like, "I hate life, and I do not want to do this anymore." So, Lander, when you came to to the Lord then that freshman year at the at the low point of your life, and you came to Christ, then then what changed? I mean, because you had the Lord now, there was hope, there was confidence. How, how did how did the Lord use all of that in your life? Yeah, so it was it was like it wasn't no one really shared the gospel with me. It was really me and my cousin um, talking in a room. And I think he was going through some of maybe some of the similar stuff where just life wasn't satisfying to him anymore. And he had uh, read this book, Red Moon Rising. He started talking about this 24-7 prayer movement going on. And he got really into that. And then he asked me, like, just it kind of just came out. You ever feel like you're living life without a purpose? And in that moment, 
all of like the things that I, I was taught as a, a child on how to follow God and how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ kind of mm. flooded back to me. Mm. And it's weird looking back at it. He didn't like in that moment, he didn't meet me with like an overwhelming sense of the love of God or like this overwhelming sense of peace and hope. He like met me where I was and he gave me uh, a bigger sense of like what my life is, is meant to be. And like, I guess you'd say a, a sense of purpose in life, mm-hmm. you know, where it's outside of like your circumstances where it's like, um, like no matter what I'm doing, I can always share the gospel no matter where I'm at, like whatever job that I'm doing or whether I'm home with my kids or my wife, it's like, I can always have that, that unity with Christ and I can always be uh, sharing the gospel and showing the love of God to people. And so that was like the big thing with me um, because God met me exactly where I was and he met me in a moment where I needed him the most and met me in a way that he would know my personality would just jump all over it. And so I'm sure the team even saw a change in your attitude and your spirit, you know, even in practice and so forth after that. I mean, yeah, I was just a totally different type Mm -hmm. of person, you know, just going from being hopeless to hopeful. Amen. Yeah. Not having contentment to someone that has contentment, you know, and the funny thing is that next year I get to to play, you know what I mean? So it's like, was it a coincidence or was it like, me actually shifting my attention to to God and like there's a there's a blessing that flows out of being obedient to him you know it's just kind of a part of the culture of heaven you know yeah when you put him as the preeminence you know a lot of times we yeah. we, we say he's prominent well you wouldn't go home and and tell your wife hey you I want you to know you're prominent because she'd be thinking well who else is prominent it's you yeah. know, preeminent and a lot of times we say well yeah Jesus is prominent in my life but no no he it sounds like when you came to Christ that he became preeminent, and I love what you were sharing about your passion at that point to say, man, I can tell people about Jesus and the decision that I made. And that's really what, what the whole program of Faith in the Zone has been about. And, and you know, guests like yourself, Landry, coming on and sharing that with us. And really you're sharing, you know, the, the, the gospel opportunity that whoever's listening can, can know for sure that they can live with God one day. And uh, that's what, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, why are you talking to me? I said, well, if I really believe the Bible and the Bible says when you die, you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell, should I be talking to you? And they said, well, that's what yeah. you believe. That's what you should be doing. I go, that's why I'm talking to you. Man, that's awesome. Guys, we got to get your break. He is Landry Jones. He is uh, currently a quarterback with the Pittsburgh Steelers, former Oklahoma Sooner. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, his testimony. I'm going to ask Landry if, uh, as I do a lot of these uh, these uh, ex-athletes, if it's if it was easier or if it is easier to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room. And normally, when we talk to Pittsburgh Steeler guys, they go, "Man, it's easy in the locker room because there's a lot of fellow Christians that are holding me accountable." But we'll get Landry's answer to that question on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you 
covered me Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. He's Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest today, former Oklahoma Sooner, and currently uh, he's a quarterback with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's Landry Jones. Hey, Landry, I, I, I love asking this question um, to, to uh, professional athletes. It, easier to walk worthy inside the locker room or outside of the locker room for you? Um, man, it's that's that's an interesting question just because of how I guess the NFL is like designed. So, like for me, being a backup, I only signed like a, a two-year deal, so I'm kind of like we wanted a home base. So, part time we live in Dallas, and part time we live in in Pittsburgh. So, it's an interesting just transition and um, making friends and all that type of stuff. But we have some. Uh, really amazing believers on on the team and um just it's nice to have have those guys around because you can like hang out talk about what you're reading and and people to hold you accountable and other people who love jesus and stuff like that so it's 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 a really good place to be we we, we had uh, we've had don Beebe on a couple of times a former receiver for the bills and the packers and and he said you know inside the locker room for me, because we had so we had guys in the locker room that were holding me accountable, and Reggie White would do a Saturday Night Live where all these guys would, you know, and our families would go to his house. We'd have a meal and and we'd play some some board games, and we talk about you know the Bible, and we talk about us as men and how we can be better husbands and 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 better fathers. and And he said it was an incredible experience inside the locker room, and and he said for for him personally he said outside the locker room was okay too because I had friends that were Christian but inside the locker room um, it was, was easier for me and then other guys said man inside especially in baseball I don't know what that is Landry but maybe because they huh. move around so much and and when they're in minor league baseball they're on the road for you know 7 10 12 days in a row in, in hotels but these guys and, and players are getting moved from double A AA to triple A. But they'd say, you know what? Outside the locker room, a lot easier. Inside the locker room was difficult. And I think pastor hockey players said it was harder inside the locker room because they, they'd get this. If, well, if you're a Christian, you must be soft. Mm-hmm. And so we had some hockey guys that said inside the locker room was much more difficult for me to, to, to walk worthy. We're talking again with Landry Jones. If you get a chance, go to IamSecond.com and watch the video with Landry Jones to get a pretty good feeling about you know his life in, in, in high school and then into college. And, and he talked about his testimony and how being on the campus at Oklahoma ended up to be a great place for him. Not only on the field, got him a chance to now play in the NFL, uh, but it certainly was, was that journey that Landry went on uh, being on that campus, you know, was really good for him. Hey, Landry, at Oklahoma, they do they have a strong FCA program and, and athlete, athletes in action and all that? Yeah, they had a really good FCA program. Um, so our FCA at the time, his name was uh, Camp Bowles, and he was great, man. He was he was wonderful. Boy, that, that makes it uh, mm-hmm. again. You know, when you talk about people that will hold you accountable. 
you know, it's it's good to have a good FCA program on a campus like Oklahoma. Hey, Landry, yeah, uh, whether it's with the Steelers or back with Oklahoma, was there one guy that, that, that you know, you had your cousin there, but was there one guy who just God really used in your life in a great way? Well, there's this, we, 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 me and my wife started going to this church called Antioch Community Church in Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the pastor there, his name is uh, Chris Bennett, was a big uh, influence on my life, um, just as far as, like, discipling me and um, showing me what the Bible is. And, like, that whole deal is just about being a county, asking me, asking me the, the hard questions about, like, are you staying pure with wit? Are you... Um, are you staying pure on, on the internet? Are you, are you going out and drinking? Are you, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like those mm-hmm. character issues that can just bring anybody down. And then also at the same time, it's just like, where's your heart at? Is it chasing after God? Are you desiring other things? And so he had always asked me those, those hard questions and we'd meet like weekly. And so it was one of those things where that just like, obviously that, that, that Paul, the Timothy kind of relationship right there. Um, just made my faith grow. Amen. My youngest just finished, uh, just went through Army Ranger training. He's stationed over in Germany right now. And it was really difficult for him to get through that whole special forces type training. And I told him, I said, you know, but I said, we had Tony Dungy on and he talked about that, that what God was doing in his life through football was creating a platform. He writes about the platform in his book a lot. And I said, you know, we've been praying that God would help you get through this. And so now you have a platform because, you know, a lot of the Army military have never never made it through, you know, the Ranger training. So now you have an incredible platform. And I think of the opportunities God's given you, uh, same same scenario. You have a, a wonderful platform where people want to want to be around you or, want, you know, want you to come on a radio program and – and share, you know, your commitment to the Lord. Um, and, and I think that's a, a great opportunity. And I'm sure you've seen some opportunities through that, through football that God has given you to uh, increase your platform there with the gospel. Yeah, I mean, you just get to be in front of people that you don't have any business being a part of, you know. <laughs> yeah. Of, you know? yeah. Like you, you sometimes walk into a room, you're like, I just I don't belong here. Um, but because of your talents and because of like the game of football is, you get to walk in those doors and it's a cool opportunity, but also at the same time, it's like a humbling experience because you're just sitting there and you're like, I, I have no business being in here. I don't even know what half of these people are saying right now, yeah. you know? And so like, that's yeah. hey, that's half my life, Landry, right there. Yeah, I know. Seriously, it's starting. It's beginning to feel like that right now. Well, your mom and dad just have to be. Uh, I mean, when I'm sure you called them when you made that decision after your, you know, there with your cousin at Oklahoma. I mean, they have to just be so excited to to see your walk with the Lord, and and I'm sure you know, as a grandparent myself, you know, praying for for the grandkids that they'll come to know the Lord and that you married uh, someone who was a believer and that, you know, you have established yourself uh, now a Christian home. Your mom and dad just have to be, uh, be ecstatic. Do they still live in New Mexico? No, they actually, uh, they actually live in Tulsa now. Oh, uh, oh now you're talking, oh, now, now, now you're talking my Here language. we go. <laughs> yeah. So they live in, uh, they live in Bixby. Oh, in Bixby. Yeah. I was over on the, I was on the, 
across the river, the west side, not not the popular side of town. My dad pastored a small Bible church over there, and I lived in Tulsa for about 28 years. So, Okay, yeah, okay. So you well, know, yeah, you pass on greetings to uh, to your mom and dad. I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah, because I was watching a game one time, and uh, they said that wherever your parents are, they tune in to the Steelers game, especially when, obviously, you're getting the nod if, if Ben is hurt or something like that. And I thought, Man, I, I I would be too as a mom and dad. They got to be ex- extremely uh, thankful and proud of what God's been doing in your life and how He's gifted you. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Now being a parent, you kind of put more grace for your parents for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, hey, Pastor, I have an idea. Yeah, the idea is uh, you and Landry. We're gonna play a two-on-two basketball, and you get Landry Jones as your teammate. Oh yeah, I love that. You, you got it. You're gonna get beat because it's I'm taking Whitney. I'm taking, I'm taking his wife. Oh, you're and, I, uh, and you know what? I know she's better than he is, and I'm better than you are. So we're gonna win that thing. Oh man, you, you, you're bringing back terrible memories. Uh, my third son's wife played basketball, and so at Christmas we got a bunch of guys together. And of course, uh, Charlie went over on Keith's team, and the boys looked at me on my team. They go, "Who do you got?" I go, "I got Charlie." Well, she drills a three on me. Yeah. And my uh, my my second son comes and he goes, "Hey, do you have do you have Charlie?" I go, "Yeah, I got her." And he, of course, I'm in the middle of the paint playing Mr. Coach in general, <laughs> and they throw it back out to her, and I go, "Oh no!" I go running out there and leave my feet. She drives right around and puts it I, in on me, and he looks at me and goes, "Hey, Dad, do we need to go zone?" Well, yeah, yeah, you need stay stay I, on your feet. I, I think we'd be all right, Landry. I'll, I'll hit the three over Mike. Yeah. You know what? In his dreams, Landry. Hey, real quick, Whitney was a heck of a basketball player. She still uh she she still get out and play a little bit? We play in the we play in the driveway all the time. Oh, I bet that's competitive. Oh man. Yeah, I mean Who who horse, can who can win in horse? Yeah, I've never I have never won in horse. <laughs> but Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> horse game horse game is a long game. Yeah, she, you know what she was drafted uh by San Antonio. She looking at her stats, man, she can straight up shoot it and uh that that's awesome again. I I've got first pick. I'm taking her. You two guys <laughs> yeah. over there. It, uh, look, all I'm going to do is set up a p- set picks for. I'm going to get in the gap and kick to her. That's what I'm doing. That that's all that's all I've I've gotten. I got Pretty good feeling we're going to win that game. Hey, before we get to a break, uh, how many kids do you have, Landry? We have two kids. Uh, boys, girls? Uh, two boys. Oh, oh, I man. like hearing that, man. My wife and I yeah. had four, so I love hearing that. Yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, it's nonstop action, that's for sure. How old are they? Um, the oldest one is two, and uh, the youngest one is almost, uh, he's seven months going on eight months. Oh, my goodness. You are busy, man. Hey, hey, hang yeah, on. Hang busy. on. It goes by very hey, fast. It, it does. But, man, two years and seven months. I've got three grandkids live right across the street from me, Landry. They're eight, six, and four. And, boy, I'll tell you, they're like, hey, hey, Papa, can we come in? I go, no. 
They go, okay. And they walk right in. Hey, Papa, <laughs> you got any popsicles? No. They go right in the freezer, grab my popsicles. Hey, Papa, yeah. can, can I sit in your chair? No. And they sit in my chair, grab the remote. What happened to the power that I used to have? I go, I said to the older, it's, well, go home. He goes, nope, you love me. I said, I do love you, but go home. You got a home fear, right across the, the street. What's that? The fear, the fear is gone that you once used to have over your children. My yeah. my daughter said, I, "How are you so nice to my kids? You were never this nice to me." I yeah, said, "Your kids are nice." My kids that all the time. Yeah, they're you're, they're nicer to me than you were. Plus, I can send them home. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll wrap this thing up. He's been a great guest, and uh, I, I was a fan of his beforehand, but I'm, I'm more of a fan of him now, and, and uh, just as a man, he is a good man. He is Pittsburgh Steeler uh, quarterback Landry Jones, former Oklahoma Sooner. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, He's Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our guest today, he is, uh, man, I enjoyed uh, the time that we have. He's Landry Jones. He's a quarterback with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pastor, we we only have about four or five minutes, so. (laughs) We can't go long. We can't go long. This is not like church. This is not like (laughs) church. Landry, he is a typical Baptist minister, man. He goes long every week. Yeah, there's no question about that, <laughs> and that's why I go to the early service, man. I gotta get home for kickoff, Landry. I gotta get home for kickoff. I don't want him going past that. Uh, hey, so Landry, tell us, uh, tell us your most exciting football moment at the University of Oklahoma. What game? What play? What was it that just you, uh, you, you always remember? I think I'll. I mean, I think I'll always remember the uh, Texas OU game. Oh. That one just. That one's just a special game, and it's just cool that it's, like, right in the middle of the fair, uh, the Texas State Fair, you know, and then, like, once you win, you win that game, and you go into the fair, have you have you a corn dog, have you a funnel cake, all that type of stuff, and then you go on the bus and drive back home, you know, so that will be... That'll be probably my most uh, memorable memory. That is on my bucket list. My boys know, you know, they're, one of them tried to get me tickets for that game. I do have a buddy uh, that was in my youth group uh, back in Tulsa that is in, living in Dallas now, and he's a huge OU fan. So he said, Ken, I can get you, I'll get you seats. We can go, but we might be in the Texas, you know, in the Texas uh part of the sideline yeah Yeah. uh, on the stadium and i said but i'll be in OU gear he goes i know but you know we just have to live with it (laughs) yeah yeah. i wouldn't if i were you i'd just go in packer gear or something i wouldn't do that (laughs) yeah hey a couple weeks ago we had casey walden on at former uh florida state uh quarterback and and i asked him i said look what was it like saturday night at home when Miami came or, you know, in Tallahassee when Florida came. And he said, Mike, I, if I could if I could have bottled that excitement, 
He said, and just and just spoon feed some of these high school athletes that I work with now to give them an idea of what it was like. He said, I would get goosebumps on my eyelids. He said it was incredible feeling coming out of the tunnel. So when you're at home on a Saturday night playing playing Texas or something, you know, and there's a number of schools, I'm sure. But what was the atmosphere um, for you when you were at Oklahoma? I, well, we were the only like big ticket in town, you know. So yeah. in, in Norman, I mean, there wasn't really other um, professional football team in town, so that was it, you know. And so, I mean, it was sold out at that at that time. I think it's bigger now, but at that time, it was eighty five thousand. And so, I mean, you can just imagine what that's like. Well, you know that OU Texas game, they have that like at what ten o'clock on Saturday morning. Yeah, it's always the um, it's it's typically the eleven o'clock game. I've played one at like two thirty, but it's usually that early eleven o'clock game at the uh, Cotton Bowl. Who, who was uh, who was in the backfield? Uh, who was running backs when you were when you were playing? Um, Demarco Murray, um, <laughs> Chris Brown, and then after him, it was um, Dom Whaley. And then um, Brennan Clay and Roy Finch and Damian Williams for mm. uh, some of them. Mm. There's some big names in that crew. Yeah, yeah. big names in so, that crew. So Adrian Peterson, he came late. He came later. Yeah, he yeah. was one year. He he left um, the year before I got there. Oh, he left the year before you got. Okay, yeah. Hey, as as far as receivers, um, who's the best receiver in 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 college that you you threw the ball to? In your, in your, just um, in your mind. Yeah, I would say one of the two is probably Kenny Stills or Ryan Broyle. Yeah, you know, I worked with Kenny Stills' dad. He, uh, oh, really? I, yeah, I worked. Yeah, for, he was, a, was he a Packer? He was or a Packer. He, I yeah. worked for I worked for the Arena Football Team, the Milwaukee Mustangs, when they were here in town. And Kenny Stills, in fact, he's best friends with with. Uh, we have two uh, former Packers that that are on our afternoon show here on uh, Sports Radio one hundred five seven FM. The fan Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler are two guys that I see every day. And Gary Ellerson and Kenny Stills are, are really good friends. And I, I know Kenny was here a while ago, and he's really proud of of uh, you know his son and, and and what a good football player. You know he was that the, he could certainly go over the middle, and catch the ball a little bit. Yeah, I mean he was just so fast that he's tough to guard him because he just run by all the time. Is he still playing? He was down. Yeah, he's, he's, with, uh, he's, in, he's with Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought he was with Miami. Well, that's good. Good for him. Hey, we just got two minutes left um, this year. You guys get going here in a couple weeks, correct? Yeah, we start uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Man, it, yeah. it it comes up quick, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, it's coming up faster and faster. But <laughs> hey, when you have a two-year-old and a seven-month-year-old, you're, you're already in shape, yeah, man. Man, Or you're looking forward to maybe getting <laughs> getting there for a couple of days. I, that was oh. t- that was tough for me when my kids were that age. Yeah, I mean it's tough leaving them. I mean the first day you're like, oh man, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping into like seven o'clock and all this type of stuff getting to do what you want to do and then by like the second day you're like okay this sucks let's go home yeah, yeah. let's there's no doubt so, so is the team team looking good for this year uh promising always the Steelers yeah, are I mean, always very have, competitive yeah we have basically everybody back you know so i mean we should we just got to put it together what's what's it like playing for uh playing behind ben to work with you help you and no 
I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm going to answer that because I've read a lot of stuff, and he maybe he does, maybe he does. But the stuff I read, he's obviously a gifted quarterback. But I, I, I don't think I think he's there, and he's taking care, and he's taking care of making sure he holds on to that one spot. That's what I read, and maybe that's fake news. I don't know. You, you, t- <laughs> you tell us, Landry. Fake news. Uh, no, he's. He's great. I mean, he's like he's that we developed a relationship, and it's good now. I mean, it's it's fun to watch. I mean, you think? I mean, you would think that he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, that that yes. type of thing. So it's fun to be behind him and watch him and learn from him and stuff. And so it's been great. It's been a really, really good. I mean, it's been a really good experience for me. It was. It was. T- look, I'm a Packer fan through and through. Packers played the Steelers in the Super Bowl that year. That was. You know, it wasn't too difficult, but both my wife and I have always been Steeler fans, so we rooted for our Packers, happy that they won, but felt a little a little sad for, for the Steelers. Hey, Landry, I, I thank you so much for your time today. I really do, and, and uh, we wish you the best of luck this upcoming season. Uh, co- coach up uh, those little those little boys, and, and I'm sure that they'll be Steeler fans for a long time. Thanks uh, a lot for your testimony. It was powerful. And the people that are listening here in Milwaukee and throughout the country uh, are certainly very appreciative to you and, and continue walking worthy, young man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. That was great. Yeah, we loved it, Landry. It was our, our pleasure. And and uh, you're still a Sooner fan, right? <laughs> yeah, <always. laughs> man, you as you are, right, Pastor? I, uh, I never guessed th- that. Through, through and through. <laughs> Pastor, it's good to see yeah, you again. See you. Thanks a lot for listening again. Thank you, Landry Jones. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.